0: If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, the Kantar podcast now.
2: This is internet marketing. I'm here kickstarting my morning with Maudie Overstein, head of SEO branding at Wix. I've been in the SEO space for over a decade now, and I've never come across Maudie, anyone with the job title. Head of SEO branding. So this is a a new thing to me. And uh, I I think it's a good thing. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about the concept of SEO branding and the overlap between the two today. But as a starting point for today, number one, welcome to the podcast. And number two, how did you get involved in this uh, space?
3: Well, thanks for having me. And two, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It actually, it started out, I just work for a company called Rank Ranger. They're recently bought out by SimilarWeb. Um and I'm trying to think of the year, 2015, 2016, something like that. I was managing their content. We're trying to build an organic presence around not just around the core money keywords. I think for some of those we were kind of okay, but we were trying to use informational content in order to fun, in order to um to build out the the funnel for lack of a cliched, but less cliched way of saying that. And what happened was, and I'm not gonna get into too much of the nitty-gritty details, marketing budget was X. Maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but they can't fire me. I don't work for them anymore, right? Um
2: I don't think people can fire you after you've left. Yeah, right. Okay. Otherwise I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get fired a lot for being on this podcast. <laughs> Stories are <revealed.
3: laughs> But you know, look, you know, the marketing budget was what it was, and we thought the most effective way of doing this was organically, which I guess is every SEO's dream but it's a little bit interesting because how do you go about using organic search in order to build up the brand? Because the main problem that was facing the brand at the time was lack of recognition. So, and I don't think people appreciate this enough. There's a tremendous amount of power in branding via SEO. Um, Just to sort of top level explain what I mean by that is imagine you search for things related to, I don't know, heart attacks. I don't know why it's always my go-to example. I have no idea why I keep using that. Maybe I'm really worried about having a heart attack one day. I don't know. However, if you keep seeing a certain website kind of pop up like every time, you know, let's say it's, you know, doctorwhatever.com, you start realizing, hey, Google keeps trusting this doctorwhatever.com. This is a really, this must be a really good brand around health information. So when people keep seeing you show up over and over again, they keep seeing your content over and over again it creates a certain perception around your brand. Oh, Google trusts them. They must be a great brand around this topic, whatever it is. So there is a strong overlap between branding and SEO, which I don't think is fully appreciated. I've seen that talked about like with you know, featured snippets. If I get a featured snippet and no one clicks through it, they still see my brand. That's a very, I guess that's true, but that's a very narrow way or a very limited way of looking at the power of branding through SEO. And that's how it really got started. What we tried to do was, create a lot of really good thought leadership content, get people coming into the into the blog from that, seeing, wow, this is really good. You must really know your stuff for SEO and funnel them through to the actual product through that. At the same time, by doing that and creating that kind of content and seeing that kind of content show up, you create link possibilities. You also cre- create the idea of, well, someone saw us for that keyword. This is a really great post. So I'm going to feature them. And now there's also a brand position around that. In other words, like, the idea of getting the link from an SEO point of view was one thing. Getting the traffic from an actual traffic point of view, I think, is really the power of links. But there's another um, aspect of that: it's the brand aspect. That if people see your work featured on another site, and this would happen, let's say, was like um, with Search Engine Land. Like we would get featured by Search Engine Land. People would see that, like, wow, this company must be great. Search Engine Land is featuring their their blog post or whatever it is. So there's a lot of ways that branding kind of comes in ar- and through SEO. And that's it on, like, one foot.
2: At Rank Ranger at this time, 2015, 2016, had you had any experience in traditional – what you might call traditional branding or reputation management of any description? No, or none. SEO yeah. you, were, you were learning about branding. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, yeah, it was. I, I was – so I got into this whole SEO thing. I was – um, I was, oh, well, way back when as a property manager, it was like, does has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Uh, I was a teacher for a while, and then I started working for an educational software company doing content writing for them. I was one of the only native English speakers at the company, and they said, "Hey, could you write web content for us?" I'm like, "I could write anything." What do you want to do with this anything. thing? <laughs> so they're like, "Well, we want to get organic traffic." I'm like, "That's yeah. What's organic traffic?" I mean, it wasn't. I it wasn't that naive, but it started from there. Realized, okay, I have this job now of creating web content. And they want to bring in organic traffic from Google through that. How do I do that? And that that, that began my journey on SEO. When I got over to rank Ranger, there was on the content side trying to manage their content. But then what are we trying to do with the content? And once you're trying to what are you trying to do with the content, now you get into marketing or strict to your traditional marketing. Forget about SEO. And then but the main focus was again on organic marketing. So it was kind of this sort of perfect scenario where It naturally segued into thinking about brand and thinking about how to use SEO to leverage brand and all sorts of other marketing ideas. And eventually, I got good at it and I became the CMO of the company, which is, wow, how did that happen? And that's where I guess you would say officially my my journey as an SEO, but also as a brand marketer sort of really began.
2: What I'm interested in with both Rank Ranger, Wix, and we might talk about SEMrush a little bit today as well, is whether this, particularly for Rank Ranger when you got started, was the desire to spend your time in this branding and SEO space born out of um, a negative or difficult reputation, some form of search query that you wanted to control and manage, um, or was it just you saw it as an opportunity?
3: So no, was it wasn't about a, you know a, a negative sentiment. I think it was a lack of sentiment altogether. Just weren't there. We didn't feel that going through paid like certain brands have done that they really double down heavy on 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 the paid side. Like for example, when I was at Semrush, that's something that they do very very well. And that just goes yeah. to show you, there's more than one way to skin a cat. But they didn't want to focus on on paid. I don't think it it didn't make sense as a brand for they were to really double down on paid at that point. They really sure. just needed a strong foundation of, okay, here we are. We're this trustworthy brand. And then, and then to, you know, take it from there. But, but at that point, I already had, had moved on. Um, so I can't speak yeah. to what they did after that, but that, that fundamentally worked. You know, that strategy got us a, doubled our traffic through that strategy. And we got a lot of appearances on, we'll say prominent SEO publications through that process. So it worked.
2: And throughout this process and the processes that we're going to be talk about today, are you speaking about brand and non-branded organic keywords as well, the targeting of those through whatever content you're producing?
3: Yeah, and it really was targeting non-branded keywords in that particular case. Right, And, and it's a combination of considering ranking and a combination of considering what, what kind of ranking in terms of the perception of that ranking, right? There's, again, is around thought leadership. So I wanted to be ranking for things like, um, why are SERP features important? That kind of thing as opposed to uh, track serve features, which obviously want, we wanted to do, but that wasn't where we had necessarily a problem.
2: You got your foundation at uh, sorry at Rank Ranger, and your title at Wix is uh, Head of SEO Branding. And so was that a job title that was actually advertised, or did you mold the role based on the experience that you had?
3: So I completely made that up. Um, so this is my second <laughs> tour of duty at, at, at Wix. I, I, was, I was brought on. I was friendly with their, I am friendly, with their um, head of SEO on the product side. And he said, hey, you know, we have this role. We have, you know, a really bad reputation around SEO. We're trying to find somebody. We're looking for somebody, you know, in New York and go to the conferences and maybe make some headway. But it was during COVID. So he said, hey, you know, I don't know anybody in New York, but I know a guy who's here in Israel who's from New York. Does that count? And one thing led to another. And again, it was a lot of the experience around building up brand in the case of Rank Ranger, it was a negative perception, but building up some kind of percentage, uh, percentage, perception, percentage of perception, I guess, around the brand that, said, that I think was attractive to Wix. Like, okay, here's somebody from the SEO community. He understands SEO, actually understands product as well, because I was working on the product at Rank Ranger at the same time. It's kind of a really good fit. Let's do that. And I became their SEO liaison or SEO advocate of sorts talking about how the platform had changed, because at that point, this is, uh, I'm thinking summer 2020, the Wix platform for SEO had completely changed, and no one knew about it. So my job was to come in, and it really was, and this is where there's another, like when you talk about branding and SEO, there's two ways, there's two things you're really talking about, I think. There's one is using SEO as a tool to build the brand, and to leverage the brand and to create brand perception, and then there's your brand reputation around SEO, which is a very niche thing. Like I only think you know companies like Semrush care about that. Companies like Wix care about that. Companies like you know whatever Ahrefs, uh, you know Rank Ranger SEO, they care about that. That's a very niche kind of thing. And That's not really an SEO thing. That's really pure brand marketing at that point.
2: And can you recall when you started there? What goals were you given and the data, like what data did you consider? And I'm thinking, I'm trying to look at this through your eyes and think, you know, a company like uh, Wix, when you go in, there is, particularly in the SEO space, so many assumptions, maybe misconceptions about SEO and Wix, and you have to prioritize where to start. Was that information given to you or did you have to go through that strategic exercise of deciding which topics you were going to approach and how you were going to do it
3: right well i guess the goal to the first question the goal was we have a bad reputation for an seo fix it that was the goal that was the challenge right. um in terms of data so this is what's funny about brand marketing this is why i like i think by the way from my my point of view why seo and brand marketing outside of the fact that they overlap in so many ways we haven't been spoken about yet but I find them to be very similar conceptually. Like, okay, where I exist in the, in, the, in the SEO space, like my focus as an, from an SEO point of view is I like the the concepts behind search, like what's happening in the algorithm, what is Google looking for conceptually, what does that mean? Hmm. right? So very much from a content point of view, how do you go about what's like, considering what Google's doing in the algorithm, what's the right way to do keyword research, what's the wrong way to do keyword research? branding is very similar, right? You're trying to have a, a, a pulse on what's happening. You don't necessarily have concrete information. Like I don't have concrete information about what Google's doing. I don't have access to their algorithm. They don't have concrete understanding of, and complete understanding of the algorithm. And you're trying to take a look at what's happening out there. What patterns do you see? And trying to find the underlying concepts. It's really the same thing with brand marketing, right? What's What's happening out there? Let's take the case of Wix. There's a negative perception. What's the underlying causality behind that? And because of what the underlying causality is, here's the approach to fix that. I mean, I'll I'll speak in the particulars. The underlying causality at Wix is twofold. One was the, the platform had a bad reputation because it was not great for SEO. Long time ago, you know, talking like way back when, so Wix will be 16 years old in October. You're talking uh-huh. in the beginning of the platform is built on Flash. Not good for SEO. We use hashbang URLs. Not good for SEO. Even John Mueller's pointed this out, particularly about Wix, like that, you know, those kind of things that reputation lingers on. That was one problem. That problem was fixed by the time I got there, right? The product itself was fundamentally different. Were there things that still needed to be done? Of course, there's always going to be things that need to be done. It's not that kind of thing where there's an end goal. Around the brand, what happened was, there were things like you know Wix ran a Super Bowl commercial. I'm trying to think. Maybe it was 2017, 2018. I was get the years wrong. I'm not good with dates. You know, basically <laughs> making SEO seem really easy and simplified. And SEOs, you could. There was an article I think, and I remember reading it. Not at Wix. Like, yeah, Wix. Like, why'd you say that? Jumping on that bandwagon, <laughs> making why you know you made SEO look so simple. What did you did us for? So things like trying – which, by the way, I call a comedy of errors because no one at Wix thought the SEO community was even looking at that. They're trying to explain. There's a 30-second Super Bowl ad they pay millions of dollars for, and they're trying to figure out a way to speak to do-it-yourself creators at that point. I know Wix has kind of pivoted to expand beyond do-it-yourself creators, but back then like that was the main focus. You're trying to explain to somebody who doesn't really understand what SEO even is in a 30-second ad spot of which SEO is one small part of it. So you have like three seconds to do it. Here's how we did it. And obviously, that didn't speak well to SEOs. I don't think there's any way you could possibly do that in a way that would speak well to whatever professional community, whether it be designer, developers, or SEOs in that context. So that was just a comedy of errors a mistake. So now how do you go about fixing that? So again, like you, once you identify the causality and you have a kind of a finger on the pulse. And this is why I guess like in brand marketing, I would say it's really important. Just like in content creation, you can go to the SERP, you can copy what's out there, right? I don't really, I'm, I'm trying to write content about, I don't know, you know, transmissions. I don't know nothing about cars. I'll go to the SERP. I'll Google it. I'll, I'll create copycat content or skate skyscraper content, blah, blah, blah. That's not a great way to do it. The best way to do it is to really yourself be an expert and have some kind of familiarity with transmission so you can actually write really good content, which is why Google, had to say this as somebody who works on the CMS site, has really cozied up to some of the CMSs because they understand there's a content gap of really good content out there. And they need the business owners or the people who work at these businesses to write that content because some content marketing agency or SEO who's going to the serpent creating copycat content, that's not really fulfilling the need. Same thing with brand marketing. Like, yeah, you're going, you're trying to be an advocate within a certain niche, whether it's SEO or you know, performance or reliability. If you're not within that world you don't have familiarity with that world, you're not going to really have a finger on the pulse to say, here's the problem, here's how you fix it. All I did when I came into Wix was say, well, look, the product team already handled it. They're amazing. By the way, like I've worked with many product teams. Many of them are very, very good. The SEMRIC team is amazing. The Wix team is unbelievable. It's like it's phenomenal to sit back and watch it. They did that for me. I ain't fix the product. I ain't do anything. Yes, obviously, like I chimed in, like as an advocate, saying, "Hey, you know, I think we should do this. I think we should do that." You know, this is my my opinion, and we can have a conversation about that. But where I came in was saying, like, look, I think the problem is like, we just need to speak to SEOs and let them make their own decision. Let's not market this. The problem is that we try to market SEO to SEOs and you can't market to marketers. So, hey, SEOs, here's what we did. Here's what's changed. What's your feedback? What would you like to see differently? Make your own decision. As a marketer, by the way, and this applies to SEOs also, like, I see this mistake of landing pages all the time. You need to let your consumer base make their own decision. So when you may create a landing page and you're like, all right, CTA here, CTA here, buy, 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 buy. It's a churn off to the user because they need to feel like they're making their own decision. They need to feel autonomous. If you're shoving CTAs down their throat and they feel like you're just pushing me too hard, you're not, you may rank very well at that landing page, but you're not going to get the conversion because you have to make the, you have to let the consumer make their own decision. In the case of the SEO industry as a brand marketer, You look, you need to put the information out there and let people, they're smart, let them make their own decision and see, like, hey, this is actually good. And over time, that's really work. Because now people see that Wix SEO is actually really good. Check that out.
2: I think that's a really interesting insight because when a lot of people think about branding and reputation, I might have even said it myself as we were talking at the very beginning, but there's perhaps the philosophy that you should control. The narrative around your brand in search results. And actually there's there's an element of stating the facts. So you're looking at this from a position of let's state the facts to the SEO community about what's happening in Wix and let them make their own decisions. Let's so not try too hard to control the narrative.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's it's basically coming in and saying, I respect you. You're my audience and I respect you.
2: And I'm really interested to know if there are any other specialists at Wix that are responsible for branding of other disciplines. And I'll give you some context about why I'm asking this question. As I was thinking about, I know the SEO community is very active, opinionated, and I was thinking, are other disciplines the same? So do you have, as a passionate of a UX community, do you have, as passionate of a, I don't know, design community? Are there other specialists at Wix responsible for this kind of work in other disciplines?
3: So, well, within SEO, we have other people actually. So, Crystal Carter um, works as on the since we're on the same team. She's the head of comms around SEO. So, we have a lot of, on the SEO side. Um, you have people, for example, we have a product called Velo, which is like a it is a full stack dev tool within the Wix ecosystem, and they have I guess their advocates who I've interacted with before. You have other community community uh managers for other all other sorts of communities seo is different though because it's not just like (laughs) yeah yeah, community management because there's a lot that goes with it. seo i don't think it's the kind of thing you could bring somebody in and be like okay like here's what's going on let's catch you up to speed on the seo stuff you really have to know the seo stuff because it really interacts with the product so intrinsically whereas if you're and, you know, a community manager around, you know, whatever product it is at Wix, you know, we have like a digital marketing uh, tools, like, you know, like uh, email marketing tools. Okay, like, it does rely on the product, obviously, but I don't think, maybe I'm, I'm misspeaking, I don't think it's an intrinsic of a dynamic between the marketing and the product itself. and and the complexity of the product because SEO touches everything. So even though it might not be technically part of our SEO offering, if there's something on the blog and how you are able or not able to create content, that does impact SEO. So it's a different kind of advocate, a much more integrated, I would say the SEO marketing side or brand side is probably the most integrated team with the product side. There's very, very... Like symbiotic, which I think makes it unique on the other teams, let's say like performance or reliability. I think what we're trying to do now is saying, look, what this really worked for SEO. How can we replicate this model in other teams? And I think that is happening now at Wix.
2: Yeah, it is interesting. You're right. The dynamic between the SEO community and certain platforms is really fascinating. And it's very hard to describe. Like, you, I think you did a good job there, but. It's like a an intangible thing. Maybe it's the history of SEO, how SEO has developed. Uh, there is just uh, there are passionate SEO community members out there that want to know the differences between platforms. I think you use the word intrinsic, the intricacies of how uh, SEO works on specific platforms, and that's just something that's fascinating to me about the SEO space. You, as you were talking, uh, you were talking about the content that you produce and. Uh, You said you're not solely responsible for the content you produce. Um, You have other team members and other people that uh, contribute. Are we talking about static copy? And I was thinking we're on a podcast today. So at some point, maybe your strategy has changed to encompass podcasting, uh, to support with the SEO branding exercises. What sort of content are you producing?
3: There's so much content. I mean, on on the podcast, (laughs) I just happen to like podcasts. Um, But it's always good. It's a good way to interact. It's a good way to interact with with the SEO community to you know offer again some information to make you like to be honest, make you more human. Like here's like here's what we did. Here's how it works. I'm happy to be transparent about everything. So I think there's a nice story in there, like what we did, how we did it, how we were so transparent about it, which is why I like doing podcasts. But uh, I would say like lately, my main thrust of education, uh, of, of content, ironically, has been very internal. Not to say it's external, there's a, there's not an external. We just, for example, we just put out um, uh, the complete guide to Wix SEO. It's, we have a Wix um, SEO learning hub. Yeah. It's I always get the URL wrong because I always like, my mind, it's like,
2: Inverse, I will put it, find uh, it in the uh,
3: show notes. Yeah, it's slash SEO slash learn. I always put the slash learn first, but yeah. slash SEO slash learn. It's a whole <laughs> of, a, of SEO information. If you want to talk about like the branding side of this and, this and the SEO side of this, this really comes together. Look, if people go out there and they Google things like, you know, why canonicalization is important. So our yeah. SEO learning hub and our content on that topic ranks number two. Like, oh, wow. Wakes, wakes number two for that very SEO keyword. That's interesting. I never would have expected that. And then you go to the copy and it's really good. Why? This is my like big SEO theory with, uh, with our hub is we created a hub to help people find good content. That was just the right thing to do. It was a unique positioning because really very few people are in the opportunity to do that. Most other websites need the acquisition angle of that. I don't blame them. That's just how life works, but we don't. We have a Wix blog and they can do their acquisition thing and create the content and find that good balance, which they do. But we don't have to worry about acquisition on this hub because it's not—it's purely informational. It's really to help SEOs in general, people who are trying to come into the SEO community and our own users learn more about SEO. So we can write really, really good content, which, by the way, happens to rank really, really well in general. And to be honest, we have the benefit of the strength of the domain, of the Wix domain. So it's pretty straightforward to rank content that's really, really good. So there's so many things in that, right? There's the branding aspect of people go, they Google something. It's a very SEO focused keyword, and Wix is ranking there. That creates a new branding perception. We get to help people find really good content about SEO. And outside of the intrinsic value in that, there's a branding aspect of that too. Like okay, like Wix is writing really good content. There's definitely a branding element to that. So we are putting things out like ultimate, you know, ultimate. That's terrible. Uh, complete guides to to Wix SEO, which really runs through from like A to Z, everything you need to know about SEO and Wix. And in doing that, by the way, it wasn't just like documentation. We tried to contextualize it to show you like, okay, here's best SEO practices as well as how to do that within the Wix ecosystem. There's a lot of, um, and what I mentioned before, focus on internal content, content to our own teams about, because there's a lot of different producers of content at Wix and SEO is one of it's one of the core pillars of Wix like it has C level involvement on the product side and the marketing side we want to do a good job with SEO which means that when and that means the product and it also means that when someone is writing from a social media post to what whatever I was I was looking at a video this morning before we jumped on the call it's a it's a video about what Wix offers Inside of its platform. One of the things in there happens to be SEO. So like I need to go make sure that like, we're speaking about SEO the right way in that. A lot of the content I'm creating is education to our own teams about what is SEO, how do we talk about SEO? What what works when you talk about SEO? What doesn't? For example, if you're a marketer, the first thing you want to do is sell. Okay, with SEO, it's really a long-term game. Please, you know, we have to make sure that we speak about SEO in a mature way that doesn't oversell SEO, which is a problem not with Wix, but I see that across the board with SEO. So there's a lot of content in a lot of different ways, a lot of user education. Right. If you're a Wix user, you're you're an enterprise client, you're an SMB, you're an SME, you're a business owner, but you don't know anything about SEO. How can you best leverage the SEO tools? So there's a ton of SEO content from all directions that we're creating.
2: For the external SEO community, how do you prioritize the topics that you're going to cover? You talked a moment ago about, I think, canonicalization as an example. You know, I know SEO uh, internationalization is a hot topic that always comes up. But yeah, you've talked a few times about keeping your finger on the pulse. So I'm interested to know, how do you spend your time and curate, curate and prioritize the themes and topics that you proactively cover?
3: So I'll just, I'll just tell you what we do with our, with the, um, the hub that I mentioned. So there's multiple kinds of yeah. content. There's like, you know, I'll split it between say foundational content and more advanced content or thought leadership kind of content. Um, when it comes to that more advanced content, we'll reach out to, to somebody and say, Hey, we love your content. We love what you do. It's really good. It's really quality and we feel that it has value to our audience. Sometimes it'll be somebody who, they have their lane, so we kind of know what they're going to write about. But if it's somebody who writes about a, a wide range of things, we'll ask them, write about the thing that you do best because we want the best content. You choose. So there's multiple approaches to it. Where it's more of the foundational content because where we want to, again, make sure that anybody from someone getting into SEO, or someone who's been SEO for three, four years, or someone who really doesn't even know what SEO is, So there's foundational content. We have, you know, a set of topics we want to cover. It's not that we're saying, hey, let's go rank for this keyword. This, you know, we we looked at it and we threw into SEMrush and it it seems that everybody from SEJ to Search Engine Land to SEMrush have forgotten about this keyword. Let's go after it. It's more, there's the foundational topics. Let's break those topics down. What do we need to create? Or what topics do we need to cover in order to offer a really well-rounded educational experience? So that's how we take that. No, I was going to say the same is applied towards, you know, other other content that we create. So with the, with the you know, the, the the SEO guy that we just created. So that was something we <laughs> saw, like, there was a need for. I was talking with somebody in the industry and They said, hey, you have a bunch of different resources, but is there one resource that you have where I can just look at everything as sort of like a, you know, as a reference? I'm like, no, but there should be so we did (laughs) Okay, so that's
2: a really good example, because that interaction with the community is, I think your role crosses over into aspects of community management. Do you see it that way?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: I was thinking about community management and the feedback that you get from the community, and then that how that informs product changes. And I didn't know, I assumed that you would work closely with Professionals like product managers and product market- marketers—is that the case? Is there like a feedback loop there?
3: Yeah. So um, there's so many different ways we get feedback. One is so what is from our own um, support team, right? What are what are the pain points of existing users? There's yeah. obviously feedback from the community itself. What they what they want, and we you know one of the things I especially in the onset was tell us what you want. I will take that to the product team, and there have been things. That we've taken, not just on a, on the SEO side, there people say, hey, you know, this just, you this about using Wix was a little bit of a pain point for me. And I'm happy to take that with whatever team as soon as I can track them down. Uh, we mm-hmm. have a, an SEO advisory board. So that's Andrew Optimize, Nick Leroy, Simon Cox, Michelle Robbins, and Cindy Crumb. And so we have regular meetings with them around the product. We get their feedback on what they want to see. By the way, not just for, and this is what makes it, One of the things I love about Wix is being able to work on product development, because I just happen to like that, because you're speaking to so many audiences, particularly something like, you know, if you're a company like, let's say you're you're screaming frog, you really have like a niche audience, right? It's it's SEO pros who kind of know what they're doing and are really interested in doing deep site audits. With Wix, it's really complicated because you have SEOs, you have people who are your general digital marketers who kind of know SEO. You have site owners, and then once you go into actual site owners, now you're talking about all sorts of sites: big sites, small sites, ecom, blog, medium site. And how do you speak to all those people? And what tools do those people need are all very different sometimes. So that's why even like you know the SEO board, you would think, "Wow, I just do a whole bunch of big SEO names." A lot of the focus of the board has been, "What do we do to make SEO done right?" by even the most basic of SEO familiarity—a person with the most basic SEO familiarity—which again is not always a one audience. That's again that could be the CEO of a major company who's like, "Yeah, we need to, you know, build a platform that's built on solid SEO practice." What is, What do they need? Versus, you know, a mom and pop store who has a spin up a website. What do they need out of SEO? And both don't know SEO.
2: Thinking about the types of content that you produce, one thing that came through my mind is. Webinars. Uh, we've talked a little bit about podcasting. There, we talked a little bit about static content. Do you ever run? Do you ever try and curate members of the community all in one space at one time? I, I think about that as maybe being an efficient way to accelerate feedback. Um, has that worked? Uh, is that something you've experimented with at Wix?
3: There, there definitely thoughts. I mean, there, outside of putting out, you know, crowdsourcing of hey, we're looking for feedback, or we just put this out. What do you all think? Which has been very helpful. There were like ideas floating around like how to get like wider feedback. I've done a lot of market research, like reaching out to people individually. I think at one point I've reached out, you know, had like actual um Zoom meetings with 50 or so SEOs about what do you think about the the product and the brand, what could be doing differently. You know, having one place, you know, there are things that we are doing, for example, that kind of do that with our webinars first off. Like, for example, the day of this recording, we have a webinar with Marcus Tober of SEMrush around keyword intent. Um, and and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll plug this here if I can plug one thing. We're throwing in an integration with SEMrush into the Wix platform that will be coming out. And by the time this podcast is out, it might be already out, but it will be out in the relative near future that helps you gain access to keyword research right inside of the Wix dashboard when you're setting up your website so exclusive but anyway there are, there, are, there are things we do like one of the things that we're trying to set up now which i guess another tease but not in a promotional way is doing a, a site clinics where we want to bring in you know hey wix community send us your website we'll pick a couple let's bring in people from our own seo team so myself or crystal carter or maybe not daily on the product side and let's bring in somebody from the community who has a different point of view Outside of the Wix ecosystem, and let's run through your site and offer you some great advice about what you're doing with your with your site. So, like, there are you know public ways that people can get a look at Wix and what they they think should be in there, or maybe it could be done a little bit differently. So, we try to put those things out there so people can offer the feedback. But if you're listening to this, honest to God, like we really value the feedback. It's always helpful to have extra eyes on the outside. So tell us.
2: I know you've consulted for Semrush in this kind of role. And what I was curious about coming into this episode is SEMrush's recent acquisition of Backlinko because I thought that made sense for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is branding, uh, SEO branding, to acquire Backlinko, that reputation that you inherit from Brian Dean. I thought that was a genius move. Uh, I'm just curious for your thoughts on that and whether you think that's uh, a really good move.
3: Yeah, so I was actually at SEMrush when when they did that. I was working as their head of comms for a while. I still consult with them. And, and I I think, you know, the I zoom out from the bank lingo thing for a second. Because the bank lingo thing, in my opinion, is, you know, just one part of the puzzle. I think SEMU is pretty brilliant in what they're doing. If you look at what they're doing, if you look at their ads on YouTube, it all kind of aligns. They realize like, okay, SEO is really, let's democratize SEO. Which I think you see Google doing. I think you see platforms, you know, like, like, like Wix doing and, and beyond where SEO can be obviously, if you are an SEO, you've been involved in SEO for a long time. You're a pro. The level of knowledge and insight that you have is uncomparable. However, there are basic things and things that people can do on their own own, if you give them the education, if you give them the access, if you give them the opportunity to do that to improve their own sites. And if you look at what SEMrush is doing they're saying, hey, SMB, you too can take advantage of the digital ecosystem. We have some tools that you can use. And if you think about it, if you throw a URL into a domain or whatever it is, into into SEMrush, if you explain that to somebody, it's not. Obviously, there are things that are super complicated inside the platform. It's not that complicated. Okay. Keywords have gone up. Traffic has gone up. Okay. There's a keyword over. There's a gap. I don't have these keywords. My competitor does have those keywords. So let's democratize this a little bit. Gives access to, to, um, to a wider audience. And as a business, now you're opening up your platform or market, not just to one niche audience, but to, well, kind of everybody. So I think it's a brilliant move from that, from that point of view.
2: We've talked a lot about like anecdotal feedback in this episode, but I am interested to know, I think when people, when we talk about reputation, when we talk about branding, I expect a lot of listeners will think, oh, there might be some kind of sentiment metric that you measure. Do you? Uh, I'm interested. Is there something that you measure more formally like that or not at all?
3: So I'll tell you, and I, I feel this way about SEO data as well as somebody who's worked with a lot of SEO data. Data is good to a point. But if you have a feel for what's going on and you have a you know a gut instinct you've been doing SEO for a long time, you kind of have an intuition about things, that's data also. Well how is that data? That's totally not data, Morty. So your brain is basically AI and steroids. your brain processes millions upon millions of signals without you doing anything. Kind of your brain is everything that Google's machine learning wants, wants to be. It's why it's called rank brain. 'Cause it's trying to imitate your brain. So don't throw your brain. You gotta be careful. Don't, don't do drugs. Hoping me up Morty. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start getting an ego.
3: Well, let's do it. But um <laughs> don't, you know, don't do drugs. You know, keep your brain intact. Why? So you can do things like this. So you can say, you know what? Like, yeah, a tool is telling me this, but I have an intuition about what's going on because my brain is data. Particularly really important on the brand side because our tools, I, I look at a couple. Um, you know, there's so there's some social media listening tools that are out there. Some of them have a sentiment metric. None of them are really very good, to be honest with you. They haven't figured it out yet. They're, you know, okay. The most important thing that I measure is is momentum. You look at a um, a, you know, an election. So you know in the in the U.S. it's a presidential election. So I'm, I'm from the U.S. I'm biased towards just thinking about the U.S. like this. You feel a certain momentum. You're like, look, I don't care what the polls are telling me. Like, I kind of feels like this, this person's going to win, unfortunately. Um, back in, I was, I'm thinking back to the, uh, the, the 2016 election and, and, and there's a, momentum and, and cadence and, and, and the sense of what's happening out there, I, to me, are more important than any other, you know, metric that's out there. If you have a feel for what's going on, in this you can you can tangibly feel that energy. That's kind of what you're going for. And even though you can, because I've been in cases where, yeah, the data has been like, "Yo, our traffic is increasing, or this is increasing, it's working." But that that it factor, that momentum, wasn't there, and that is probably from a brand point of view the most important thing. And to really, that's why you have to be integrated in whatever community you're trying to be a part of, because the data can't give you that. Are
2: there any other brands that you admire that you think really, that you respect and you think do a really good job of producing content for their communities?
3: You know who did an amazing job at this? Content. Branding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Right? I I think it's a lesson for all SEO uh, platforms out there who, who are trying to do what they did, which is basically... They built an incredible reputation. One, the product is very sound. You have to have a good product. Like just, I don't care. You can't put lipstick on a pig. And what they did was they just wrote really good content. And when you looked at it, whether you actually read all the way through it or not, you looked and like, now, this is really good content. And of course, they did the things like they involved influencers, like they had quotes from the latest solace in there, blah, blah, blah. And that's always good to do those things to, you know, leverage the visibility, obviously be smart about it. But fundamentally what they do is they just wrote really good content. And when you, and you started to respect them. And this is something I think people, brands don't realize. Um, and I don't think it's unique to the SEO industry, but it's definitely out there in the SEO industry. The thing that you want the most is not for people to gush over you. What you, the thing you want the most is for people to respect you. And you look at a brand like Content King, you really respect them. Like they did a really good job. And now the things that they're doing around their branding with the socks and the this, that all works because of that. And what I think people don't appreciate is all like, I'll get off my high horse in a second about this or my soapbox. What people don't appreciate about branding is that it, it, branding is not the kind of thing where, okay, how many sales did I get out of this? Branding is the thing that lets you, that allows you to have that. Like it's not, it's not even planting the seeds. It's sowing the grounds so that you could plant the seed for the sale, right? So if I'm content king. People really respect me. I send out the socks. Now people love the socks. If they didn't respect them, people wouldn't love the socks the way they did, but they do because yeah, it's a brand I can get behind. So like, okay, now I got the socks out. Then everybody's tweeting about their socks. Now I have the visibility. Now I'm bringing in more sales, but that only happened because the brand was really respected in my opinion. Mordy,
2: I know we're coming towards the end of our time together, but before we close out the episode, I wanted to get your thoughts, anything that's top of mind for you, uh, a kind of quick myth busting section. So is there any anything out there in the SEO space related to Wix that you just want the opportunity to say, hey, SEO community, you know, this thing is not true and we're working on it or we've done this or we've, we've improved anything that comes to mind for you?
3: Well, yeah, I guess. Well, first off, I I do want to say I do really appreciate the SEO community. Um, they've been so receptive to what we've been doing and so receptive to the changes that we've been making. I feel like we've turned the corner on that kind of thing where I don't have a particular thing like, oh, yeah, you can't do this with Wix. No, 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 it's true. The one thing yeah. that I do see out there, maybe more on let's say like Reddit than I say on Twitter, is oh, you can't rank on it with <laughs> a Wix site, which is like what. I, I I literally get an email every day, like a sampling of you know, with, it's got like a dozen or so um, keywords from all over the world, and the, the the keywords that the Wix site rings for. So I literally get an email full of this stuff. Like sometimes it's a lot of brand stuff, sometimes it's not, because again, it's a random it's a random sampling. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. like that's a national keyword from in the UK. I, I forgot, you know, I, I'll try to remember the the case. I think it was ice skating. I think I ice skating in,
2: in the, the UK. Heart
3: attacks, heart attacks in the UK. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm steering away from my heart attack. Um, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, off, I'm off brand here, but um, yeah. What is it? Ice skating. Ice skating.org.uk is a Wix site, and they rank for ice skating in the UK because it's a UK organization. Maybe they rank in the US. I don't really know. I never checked it. So I mean, like, so like when people say that, look, we have two hundred plus million users with most of them have, you know, I would say multiple websites. I'm making that fact up. I don't know if that's true or not, but a lot of people have more than one website on Wix. So you're talking way more than 200 plus million websites. You mean to tell me they're not ranking? Like none of them are ranking?
2: Yeah, it kind of feels like a myth that you don't really need to bust, but I understand why you'd have to say it. So let's just kill the... The potential myth right now is that you absolutely can rank with a Wix site. And uh, all you need to do is hear uh, what morley has been talking about today and go look at the content that Wix produce. You'll see from the content they produce the number of sites that rank. So, uh, yeah, let's kill that potential myth there.
3: With fire. Kill it with fire. Yeah,
2: with fire. <laughs> uh, Maudie, it's been a pleasure speaking to you this morning. But before we uh, close out the episode, you want to let our listeners know where they can find out more about you, connect with you, and Wix, and particularly Wix and SEO.
3: Uh, for sure So I'm on Twitter For the most part So I mean I'm on LinkedIn also But mostly on Twitter At Morty Oberstein I don't do TikTok I'm on Facebook But I really don't like Facebook um, and, and the Wix On the SEO stuff So definitely check out The, the Wix SEO Learning Hub As again It's wix.com Slash SEO Slash learn There's webinars There's Altis Like there's the Upcoming podcast That's coming out um, Videos Articles A lot of really good stuff Around SEO And you can see about The product there as well Wonderful. All that's left to say, Maudie, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And this has been
2: the Internet Marketing Podcast. Take care.
0: If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand... You need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, the Kantar podcast now.
1: Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK.